0: Linda Christian and Tyrone Power. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butler. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. This podcast pertains to my friendship with them and also stories about the hunt balls. In the 50s, we used to have hunt balls at Oak Brook. These were uh, white tie, very formal affairs with pink tail coats, if you were a member of the hunt or a black tail coat. If you were not, ladies were in beautiful gowns. They were frequently progressive dinners. One might start with a soup at Old Oak Brook and then go to Sam Dean's house for a salad and then go to the Owens house or somebody like that for another thing. But we always wound up at the Oak Brook Polo House for the dancing and the dessert. I usually wore my scarlet tailcoat and, uh, but once in a while I would put on my formal kilts and wear those for the event. These parties became rather popular and they were also tied usually to my birthday, which is around Thanksgiving time, and people would come in from all over the country and parts of the world for the party. Uh, this particular year, there was a cocktail party given beforehand on the Thursday night for uh, downtown at the Racket Club, uh, a very elegant club in, on Dearborn Street in Chicago. And uh, at that party, which was given by Fred Wacker and Jim Kimberly. I was introduced to a very attractive Mexican lady called Linda Christian. At the end of the cocktails about 12 of us went off to a private dining club uh, to have dinner. Uh, We sat down at this rather long table and I was seated next to Linda and who, as we were looking at the menu, turned to me and said, why don't we get out of here? So I immediately said, "Okay," we stood up and we left the club. Everybody was a bit amazed. They didn't understand what was going on. Uh, We wound up at the Ambassador East Hotel where Linda was staying. And this was Thursday night. I did not leave the Ambassador East until Saturday morning. I did not know until later on in my visit that Linda's husband was Tyrone Power. This sort of stunned me because Tyrone Power had always been a hero of mine. I thought he was one of the most attractive men who ever lived and was also a brilliant actor. We parted our ways. Linda went on, and uh, I went out uh, Saturday for the party, and uh, which went on. was very successful. We had a good time. A couple of days later, I had a call from Linda and said, uh, Ty is going to be in Chicago. Why don't you come in town and meet us? So I did, and I went, I'll never forget this, to booth one in the pump room. pump room was a very famous watering hole. It was in the Ambassador East, and it was a place where everybody wanted to go to if they were in Chicago. I was a bit surprised with this whole turn of events, even more so when Linda remembered that I had invited her and her husband when she mentioned it to come to the home that I had in the Bahamas at Air House, which was on Hog Island. Hog Island is that very thin island that is just off of Nassau, the capital of the Bahamas, and which uh, has on it the famous Porcupine Club. And also, at that time, the eastern half of the island, which has now become a big gambling casino, was owned totally by Axel Vennergren, the Swedish industrialist, who at that time was the wealthiest man in the world. I was working with Axel on several projects, some of which continued to this day. So Linda told Ty, we're going to Michael's house in the Bahamas for Christmas, and don't you think that will be fun? And he seemed to like the idea very much, and so we The next time we met was in the Bahamas where Linda and Ty had brought Romina, their daughter, and we all stayed at Airhouse. The interesting thing about Air House was the collection of visitors we would have. Uh, Vannegrin came over many times in his boat, and uh, also the governor general, uh, Neville, was there frequently, as were Sir Malcolm and Lady Mick Alpine, the great builder and constructor who I had some later business with. We spent most of our time at home, either water skiing or scuba diving, and very rarely went out. People would usually come there, we would have dinner, or we would go to Axel's house or something like that. But the big, major entertainment was scuba diving, and it was particularly hilarious because when the governor general would come, Neville, he was a very nice man. We really enjoyed him very much. And he and I would do a lot of scuba diving, When we would be followed by a rowboat with two constables in the rowboat, two black constables. And the job of these constables was If the governor general was approached by a barracuda or a shark, they were to jump in and rescue him. Or in other words, they were to jump in and offer themselves to this mouth-eating critter. Uh, Of course, Ty and I used to roar with laughter thinking about, oh yeah, what's going to happen If somebody does come to attack the governor general, are one of these chaps going to toss themselves into the water? Don't kid yourself. Some attractive ladies would show up from time to time. Pat Patterson was one of them, and we really enjoyed her company a great deal. Also, it was uh, a lot of fun to have a friend of mine, Al Hildebrand, who was a banker working for the Whitney's, who came down with his new wife, and they spent time with us. After the holidays, why, sometime pretty close to that period, I went to Los Angeles and stayed with Linda and Ty at their house at 242 Copa de Oro, and spent a very good time. Also, through Ty, met some very interesting people, Fred McMurray, Walter Pidgeon, Henry Hathaway, the director, Gary Cooper, several other different people. Uh, And it was really a fascinating time, quite different the way the main actors conducted themselves and also the fact that uh, there was a lot of in-home entertaining. Uh, We rarely went out in public and uh, really enjoyed one's company very much. It was at this time that the Catholicism of Ty began to influence me, and he was really responsible for my becoming a Catholic. I had never been baptized in any religion, and so as a consequence, I was known as a pagan. And I think as I've told in another podcast, I asked Jack uh, Kennedy about this uh, Situation of becoming a Catholic, and he referred me to Eunice, his sister, who was in Chicago. She and Sarge set up my instruction. I was spending more and more time away from LA, uh, as was Ty, because he was very interested in getting into projects other than the costume dramas that he was being pushed into because of his looks and his acting ability. Things like John Brown's body were very exciting to him. There's also a film called Nightmare Alley, which the studio hated, but which he insisted be made. Uh, he also got into the a film called The Razor's Edge, which uh, was directed by Edmund Goulding, and introduced me to Edmund, who became a very strong influence in my life. Ty and I spent a lot of time in New York City where I introduced him to my mother and my grandmother and they were enchanted with him. And so at different times, they would invite him to either El Morocco or the Stark Club. I had never known anybody as exciting or as attractive as Tyrone and I really, wanted to help and be involved in his life as much as possible. The last thing that we really worked on was I got him together with Gore Vidal and we had a dinner, or I should say, we had a luncheon at the Racquet and tennis club in New York where we discussed the Messiah, which was a book that had been written by Gore. It was about a religion It took over the world, and I thought it was perfect for Ty to play the lead in this film. So we tied up an option at that time, and then Ty went off to Spain. Unfortunately, he had a heart attack in Spain and did not survive. Ty's passing was a tough blow for me because I had never been involved with anybody as exciting or as interesting as he was and that sort of ended my hopes for doing something with him. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast and we'll see you on the other side. Hi, this is Michael Butler. I hope you enjoy this podcast and the others that I've done. I enjoy making them. We've recently made an arrangement with Indiegogo to raise funds to continue these podcasts. Uh, the production costs of, and the work by my team uh, really require some additional help. I hope you will be able to join us on that matter. Check the website, which is michaelbutler.com, and see if you can sign up for our spam three list personally i want to wish you the very best for this holiday season and i hope you have many more good ones to come it is great fun to be able to talk to you this way and i look forward to the new year and to be able to bring out other stories that you will enjoy as much. You are a great audience. I really appreciate your listening and also appreciate your comments. Keep them coming. Peace and love, Michael.